Hello, you're listening to the Coffee and Books podcast. I'm your host, Scott, and today we're talking about a new hobby of mine, watch collecting, which I do enjoy, and we're going to talk all about it today, different stuff you need to know before you jump in and buy your first ever luxury watch. Okay, so what is watch collecting? Really simple. It's the process of collecting different styles of watches. Uh, Watches range in price, just like other clothing items and you know, accessory items, like for ladies, there'd be purses. For men, there's all different types of items. But watches are typically what I think of when I think of a luxury item for a man. Uh, they can vary greatly in price, and they can vary based on casual dress, practical use, or even for formal wear, or even just to show status and symbol. And overall, they're just a, an idea or, you know, just something cool that you wear on your wrist that basically tells the time. But... Uh, even though we all have cell phones today, some of us still like to wear watches out there. So first, we have to talk about the different types. Uh, real, real quick, we're going to go over them. You know, you got your basic ones, which are battery-powered. They're called automatic watches. Um, in other words, they are winding on their own. There's no need to turn any knobs or dials, and pretty much as long as you replace the battery, they can pretty much last as long as necessary. Um, you know, for pretty much forever, you know, automatic is typically what most watches are. Um, you also had before that you had what were called like manual watches where you did have to turn and wind the watch every day. Uh, those are cool in their own right. They're more analog style. Um, and then more recently we have digital interfaced ones, uh, some that are even smartphone based, uh, that look pretty cool. Like the Apple watch. Uh, which has a whole list of other features that they do. Um, and they also look pretty cool, but they're just as expensive as a regular watch. So uh, to each their own, I guess. So let's talk about the practical uses of all of them. Uh, one, uh, Apple Watch, basically a technology-driven piece of you know machinery that basically gives you everything you could want. Uh, which this isn't an Apple Watch uh, advertisement. I'm just saying Apple Watches are more practical because they have more uses. Um, you know, most people have them. They monitor your fitness and your activity, your steps. Uh, they can monitor the weather. They can send text messages, alerts. Um, overall, it's, it's pretty helpful and useful. So I understand the grand appeal behind if you already own an iPhone, why you would want to get an Apple Watch. Uh, however, I personally do not prefer those. I prefer the more analog-looking watches and watches that are automatically wound. Um, okay, so practical uses of other watches. So you have, like I said, more casual but practical sense. So like you have a more casual watch that you can wear while you're doing different types of fitness. Like, um, you know, for instance, if you're hiking or you're diving or you're swimming, you know, like there's wa- watches that are water-resistant. There's watches that are, you know, stuff that you would wear, like I said, if you were out in the woods. And then there's, of course, watches for more formal occasions. So we're going to talk kind of about the three basic guidelines I have for watches and kind of what the price ranges are. So your average ordinary, like just functioning, tells you to time watch, uh, that would be under $100. You know, these are the brands like Timex uh, that are classics. Um you know, uh, Casio's uh, watches that you can go to the store, G-Shock, these ones are all typically under $100. Uh, some are digital, some are analog, like I said. 
they're very affordable. You can go to most places. Most uh, retail sellers have them already. So that's why it's pretty common to find them. You can get them in places like Walmart, Target. Uh, you can go to Kohl's. You can go to department stores. Uh, they sell them in malls. They're pretty much everywhere. So those are the more easy ones to come by, what most people wear for watches. Um, and then you have kind of a more upgraded feel from that. And that's what we're going to get into. That's more of where I'm at right now, not the necessarily luxurious ones. But once you get to, let's say, 100 to $500, I would say that's when you get to more luxurious watches. Companies like Fossil, Seiko, um, Orient, uh, for instance, these are watches that are moderately more priced than, say, a Timex watch uh, and definitely have a great sense of appeal behind them. Um, and they're basically just fancier. I, I think of them as more formal. I just enjoy them more. Um, currently, I'm wearing an Invicta watch. Uh, Invicta to me is kind of in that uh, category, that price range, uh, as like a middle tier one, maybe a lower end middle tier one, but it's still pretty cool, uh, in my opinion. So, okay, besides that, um, then you start going into more famous ones. And so that's when you get into your uh, luxurious watches. And luxurious watches are a whole different ball game because they have resale value, people like collect them for certain years and colors and features. But basically at that point, that's where you have a uh, tag hewer to sot. Um, you have your Rolexes, which are even in a category in its own, but you have your Omegas and these are very expensive watches. Uh, there's boutiques that specialize in just those styles of watches. Um, and they're just overall pretty uh, intense. Like if you're going to go buy a watch in that price range, you're going to have to shell out some serious cash for it. So be prepared. Um, I don't recommend those for first-time buyers, obviously, uh, including myself, as I'm still getting used to the watch game. But basically, those are the three kind of categories. You got your introductory watches, your middle ground watches, and then you got your luxurious watches for when you finally made it and you're buying one to treat yourself for whatever reason. Because maybe you finally sold your business or your home or whatever it is that, you know, you've made enough money that you can go out and purchase one of these without feeling guilty. Um, okay, so they also come in a variety of colors and, you know, they're just in general pretty cool. Um, now, let's talk vintage models. Uh, so a lot of those watches, like I mentioned before, have a resale value. And Oftentimes, uh, for instance, Rolex have serial numbers on them, and you can track where they've gone and what they look like and where they've been shipped to around the world. Uh, so that's a pretty cool aspect. Um, unfortunately, when it comes to vintage as well as resale, there's also what I call the counterfeit market or the fake watches that are out there. And you have to be very careful. Uh, this is something that I'm experiencing right now myself. Uh, if you're looking for a watch, sometimes you'll come across a watch that seems too good to be true. Often it is. Uh, places like India and Ukraine and other countries are producing watches, but they're copies of those uh, original ones. So they're selling for a moderately discounted price. You know, if the watch is normally $150 and they're selling it for $75, you know, it might be a, to me, a copy or a replica of that brand. It may not necessarily be the real thing, or it could be a refurbished one. 
you know, where it's broken and they fixed it. And that might be true, but personally, I don't think it's worth the risk to buy from someone if they're not an authorized reseller. So how can you tell if somebody's an authorized reseller? Well, you'll have to do the research on the brand. Uh, you'll have to see if it comes with any type of warranty. And uh, most importantly, you'll just have to look and see if you can notice any differences, you know, when you're actually looking at the real watch itself. Um, now, having said all that, my favorite thing to do, or one of my favorite things to do, are collect watches when I'm on vacation. Going places like markets, like uh, I've been to places in Florida, like antique markets that sell watches. I've been to places um, around the world, like in, for instance, Switzerland. They have really incredible watches, unlike anything else. Uh, those types of places definitely, uh, you know, they have watches. You know, Japan, Switzerland... Those types of places, they're everywhere. They're famous for their watches. Uh, it's a big deal there in both those countries. Uh, so, yeah, like I remember the memories I have of visiting Switzerland and buying said watch. Um, you know, and so it's just an idea of just to go there and to experience that is pretty cool. Uh, so I will always forever associate that trip with buying that watch. Um, and anyway, that's just my random... Uh, ramblings about watch collecting and I'll tell you guys what I end up uh, deciding what I want to get next I think I'm going to purchase an Orient watch a middle tier one uh, it's the, the specific style is called Orient Bambino uh, it's like a bluish black background um, I'm trying to decide between that and a Seiko watch that is a similar background color um, so yeah they look pretty cool and they're just out there and you know, I'm on Amazon right now looking at them, and I hope to decide soon. But, uh, you know, there's Prime Day coming up on June 11th and 12th. That's, like, a huge deal. Um, but the best way to get these types of watches is to look for sales. Uh, my Invicta watch that I just mentioned was 50% off, uh, which to me was, like, a really good bargain because I wouldn't normally pay the money like something like that uh, for that watch because I wasn't familiar with them. And then I was like, oh, it's 50% off. That's a pretty good deal. So you never know. You might come across something that's 75% off and it's a steal. So um, anyway, uh, keep posted. Keep looking on Amazon. And uh, yeah, what kind of watches do you guys wear? What do you guys like? Uh, what's the weirdest watches you've seen? I've seen some pretty interesting ones recently because I've been exploring. Uh, but what are some weird ones that you guys have seen? Uh, my favorite is the one that's an Orient watch that has the uh, calendar months of the year on it. And it keeps track of not only the date, but the calendar uh, date as well as the time, which is you know pretty cool too. Anyway, just thought you guys might appreciate that. And uh, thanks for listening. Please feel free to share with a friend. Uh, you guys know I'm always on this podcast talking about new books. Um, I've recently read some books, but I haven't decided if I'm going to podcast review them yet. Uh, Book-wise, I just want to let you guys know I finished Odd Thomas by uh, uh, Dean Koontz. Um, and I've recently finished a... So that was like a supernatural one. And I've also finished... Uh, let's see. Um, I just finished uh, Empire of the Summer Moon, which is the history of the Comanche in the West Plains, specifically located in Oklahoma and Texas. Um, and that part of the Southeast United States, that's a really good book as well. 
Uh, haven't decided if I'm going to review it or yet or not. But anyway, just wanted to let you guys know I'm still reading books, still getting back out there and doing different stuff. Uh, my current book I'm reading is called uh, Persian Fire. It's all about the Persians, uh, specifically uh, those that fought against the Greeks. Uh, you know, specifically, you might remember the movie 300 or, you know, the Battle of Thermopylae, which is pretty cool. Anyway, uh, just uh, reviewing that stuff and, uh, yeah, keep posted for more information. Uh, tell me what you guys like and I'll be listening. Thanks for checking this out. Don't forget to share with a friend.